0: josh and then here with maggie john with maggie john uh make sure to, to check those out and do me a favor Get in my dms whether it's via facebook i do not check my facebook messenger dms as much as i should so there's like messages there from like my mother from like months and months ago saying like why don't you call me it's like oh because I, I, I didn't get your message and because i'm a horrible son or you know instagram dm that's where i spend most of my time that sort of thing or the tiktok dms you recognize your homies out there you know making it make making 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 major waves on tiktok you know where the young kids are that didn't come out right that's not what i want to say um because or if you have if you have my number text me and like who are some what are some other podcasts i should be checking out especially as summer's coming up because i love to be able to put over my friends So if you have a podcast you're like hey listen can you put me over like I'll give it a listen this week or next week, and love to be able to to do that on today's show enough for oh and by the way, when you do that before before I move, give them kind reviews like don't just listen to their podcast like go if you listen to it on Apple podcasts, like write down the hey, this was recommended to me by the great talented handsome chris chase and and I agree with him five stars that sort of thing give them good reviews if it's on apple if it's on spotify if it's on google Podcasts, if it's on anchor wherever it is that you listen to podcasts like do me a favor listen to their stuff and then give them kind of reviews do that for me and then while you're out there do that for the homie too do that for the homie too thank you for those of you who are on apple Podcasts who have given some kind of reviews i really do appreciate that yo those of you who listen to it on spotify you got to help me out you got to kind of build it up a little bit but do me a favor do that show some love, show some love, show some love uh, to them and and to me as well. On this week's show, we are finally having a modest talk about modesty. It's happening today. and we do a quick little break and then we're going to go into the next session. Next section, session, section, whatever it is, we're going to take a break. So three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I can't even remember, Sometimes life feels like a fever dream. I found an article, a friend of mine, Rachel Blanco. Uh, Shout out to Rachel Blanco. I think I think it was Rachel. I'm going to say it was Rachel, and she can just take the credit. And if not, it, that it was her. And if it wasn't her, she can still take the credit because I don't remember who it was. Um, she shared an article about a podcast that was going to be released about, and it was a male talking about, you know, why women should not wear certain items of clothing and why men should control their lusts. And I thought it was really interesting. I was like, oh, okay, it's another opportunity for a man to talk about why women should or should not do things. You know, a few short days later, we're having this whole conversation about women's bodies and pro-choice, pro-life and abortion and all this sort of stuff like that. But this is pre-this, so like slippery slope, pre-this. Just about clothing. And so I decided to, on my Instagram, for fun, because why not? Especially because I hadn't been around for a little bit. You can go back in past episodes. I explained why I wasn't on Instagram for a while. But I decided to kind of, hey, what do you guys think of this? And the comments were plentiful. Many friends of mine... Um, commented on it. Many friends of mine just kind of decided, to like, I, this is this is how I feel about the about the subject. And they, you know, uh, especially the women, women in my life, friends of mine, really went in and kind of said, like, this is what I uh, what I feel. They began to share their own experiences of feeling like their bodies were being policed or their clothing was being policed. There was also it's important to to, to say there were other also women on in the chat and in the comments as well. Who were very pro the idea of modesty in terms of the idea of clothing. And that they were comfortable with men going up to them and saying, you need to change your clothes because your clothing is causing me anxiety or is causing me reason to stumble. Uh stumble being um, how would I describe stumble? When they say stumble, it means like, like I'm thinking, I'm thinking lustfully, I am thinking outside of the the box that i'm supposed to be thinking in i am thinking about you in a way that i should not be that sort of idea and then there were men who who were in the chat as well and some were you know like hey women do whatever you want nobody should police you wear whatever you want that sort of thing and then there were others who were like you should be mindful of men because men are visual creatures and things like that and blah 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 And so if I'm trying to look at it right now, I'm trying to remember where, where I have it here. And there are a hundred at this point right now, there are 168, 167 comments on this post that I made the most of any, you know, if this was, if this was a contest, then I would win and, and 3000 views of the video that I put at least on Instagram. I also put the video on TikTok. I, there were, there were many comments there because the people were, are still on Instagram. And then I got started getting text messages about it and phone calls about it. I had had one friend in particular, and he will know who he is. When I say this line, he will be listening to this either while working out or in his car, and he'll be like, he's talking about me. I had one friend of mine who said, the women in your chat in the comments are upset because no one ever called them sexy when they were teenagers or sexy when they were young adults, and they're trying to make up for lost time. And I was like, be grown and put that in the chat. And they did not do that. So to my friend who put that in text message, but didn't put that in the comments, there's still time. There's still time for you to be, to, to cancel yourself out in that space. But I had friends of mine who said that. And I had other friends of mine who were like, you know, these young women, they don't understand what the male mind is like and things like that and how dangerous it is. And we only do this to protect them from themselves and from other people. And then other people reach out to me and tell me about, you know, issues of being catcalled by men or being assaulted. And it's like there's all of these things happening at the same time. And so as I normally do, I try to sit down on a Monday and record podcast and i recorded the conversation i I sat down and i recorded it and it just didn't come out right like i literally i i sent it to ian and i was like bro like let's not let's not drop this it just doesn't feel like i'm 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 fumbling i'm not getting it out the way i want it to and it was just it was just a mess and then i saw an article um last weekend last weekend and this is, you know, we had we had two weekends off, you know, so that week that I didn't release the pod was supposed to be the Mozzie Chat. I didn't. And then the week after that, I was doing um, a retreat for our church. And then I came back and I found this article, but I already knew that I want to talk about the Kendrick Lamar LP. So I knew that I had time. And so this is, there's a school in Albany, New York. So it's this is the, the, the Times Union newspaper, I guess, out in Albany, New York. And the writer's name is James Allen, and he's writing about high school sports. And in the article, he says, the, the, the title of the article is Albany High School Albany High Girls Track Team Member Suspended After Starting a Petition Over Sports Bros. And so you can go and look up timesunion.com. Uh, the, the gist of the article is this, that these, these young women were adding track me at their school and it was one of the, it was a very, very, very hot day. And so a number of them were practicing and running in their sports bras and their male counterparts were practicing shirtless and they thought, well, if the men are shirtless right now and they shouldn't be, then surely we should be allowed to run in our sports bras. So while while they were were there, the athletic school director um, felt the need to tell them that they needed to leave the practice because they were in their sports bras, and because of that, the these young women, these high school students, they then took a picture of them in sports bras. They put it online and said, "Hey, support girls' sports. Um, you know, support the ab- ability for us to wear whatever we want. That sort of thing." And it it cascaded downwards that they were they would go to a let's say a sporting event at the school and they were asked to leave there were suspensions handed out because of their attitude when they were asked to be asked to leave and they were suspended from those sort of things they were brought into a panel without their parents and kind of told what was what from a from an administration perspective and these girls, as you can imagine, they were very, very, very upset because they're thinking to themselves, well, the guys right now aren't wearing anything and nothing is is happening to them. The school will go on to say that their suspension was not based on their wardrobe, but it was based on their attitudes when they found out that they were being um, removed from this, this, uh, this, this sporting event and that but at the same time that their practice attire did not align with our school code of conduct. so it's like there's so many things happening at the at the same time and so the the, the 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 part of the the article that I that I want that made me kind of go and maybe there's more to this conversation was was this so <laughs> This is um, one of the young girls is this Wednesday. She confronted us about wearing sports bras and saying, we just couldn't wear sports bras because we have male coaches. She said that before. And she said that we're us working out like that is a distraction. We had to cover up because we have male coaches around. And what I found and the, the light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, Oh, the conversation about modesty from one male's perspective. Has so much more to do with men than it has to do with women. Can I wrap for a second? I right, boom. Most of the rules that I've ever seen, whether it was being a student at summer camp, working in a church, working in a school, all these sort of things, have always been about ladies, you can't do this because if you do, then the men you can't wear this because if you do that now someone's gonna say oh is you want to see like listen it's not about what i want to see it's not about that i'm just kind of telling you what i've seen in in the rules It's always been if you do this it's never about self-respect rarely it's never about how you view yourself it's always you need to be supporting your brother because your brother is weak because men are visual creatures and I had, you know, somebody in the comments say you know, like men are more visual. But that's not how women are, but women are not visual. Can I, can I, can I look right here in the camera, right at you, right at you, the, the, the viewer, right you, men or women, person. You mean, me you've never had a crush on anybody before because of how they looked ever in your life? Oh, wait. You mean, tell me that you've never looked at somebody and been like, oh, damn. Ever in your life? Ever? Or, oh, thank you, Jesus. Won't he do it? You've never done that before? Please. If you look at me and tell me, oh, I, I, the first thing from afar I was attracted to was her personality, you are a liar. Now, the personality is enhanced. The personality is a part of it. But it's okay to say, like, you saw them and you were attracted to them because they were attractive. They were cute. They were handsome. They were pretty. All those were, it's fine. I was talking to Rebecca earlier today and, our daughter, Eliana, uh, on her iPad, uh, I think she was like nine or 10, I can't remember what age she was. I remember using it for something or other and freaking out because the homepage, it was a collage of Tom Holland. Now the first thing that came to mind was like, okay, so my daughter's into boys. Okay. Which is fine. Which is fine. Which is fine. I'm fine with that. I am I am fine with that maybe i'm not i don't know says the guy with the white wife but you know that but i digress but like at that age she doesn't know him she doesn't know his personality she doesn't know that she and she's not being weird about it she's just like oh she just has a crush on this on spider-man spider-man is cute so you juxtapose that with somebody who's in their late teens or in their 20s or wherever else and attraction happens And I think we get so weird about these, these things are natural, natural things that people are naturally attracted to. And we get so weird about it and we make it this sort of thing. where, like, well, well, listen, guys don't know how to control themselves. And men play the victim card. I I felt the devil made me do it broski. let me tell you something then. The devil can put it in front of you, but you chose, you choose what you do with what you do, I'm saying, they can point the tree, but you eat the apple, you feel me? Do you feel me? I, boom. I think about this all the time, because I think about this article, I think about this idea of, we were told that we have male coaches, and that we would be a distraction, and so much time when we have this conversation about modesty, first off, the idea of modesty has so much more to do with clothing. It has so much more to do with the idea of how we present ourselves with from a closing perspective. When we think of modesty in Christian circles and church circles, we take something that has been sort of placed upon stuff from a 1940s, 50s, 60s onward sort of idea. The idea of modesty is written is about simplicity. It's about um, humility. It's about how we present ourselves in, in in a society that is so much into rich and having and being that we would be we're willing to be more low key so that we're not a distraction to other people. It has nothing to do with this right now. When I'm wearing a a hoodie and a and a toque, could be seen as a distraction for somebody who wants my hat and who wants my hoodie. It could be. Now I'm wearing taupe beige color. so that's maybe that's simplistic, but that's the idea is, the idea of modesty is not putting on something that makes you seem like you are better than everybody else. Just be simple. Just be simple. Don't make it, don't, don't, don't make, don't make yourself the object of everyone's attention. As nothing we have put upon that sexuality, we have put upon that. Clothing we have put upon that how women should operate, even to the point where women will tell other women how they should, and that needs to be part of the conversation too. Which I can only kind of reference I can't hold on to because I'm not a woman. But even in reading the comments, there are women who are talking about how women should also operate from a patriarchal matriarchal perspective. For more often than not, it's about how we want to protect men. From falling into temptation. Can I say something with all honesty that might get me in trouble? That might get me, you know, let go from my job. Not like it hasn't happened before, y'all. Check the first, check some archive episodes, you know, what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter if a woman is not clothed at all, fully clothed. It doesn't matter if she is curvaceous or without curves doesn't matter if she's short it doesn't d- men are often dumb and domineering and power hungry you don't believe me go and watch men catcall men will catcall anybody why for the feeling of power for the feeling of being above somebody else doesn't matter to them they can be wearing a black paper bag the woman could be wearing a black paper bag or garbage bag like missy elliott in the i can't stand the rain video and it won't matter if a man desires in his mind to see and to have and to catcall and to insult and to grab at they will do whatever they can to do so to the point to the point of breaking the law and assaulting or robbing somebody of their dignity verbally. And physically, they will do that. Not because of what a woman's wearing, but because of themselves. So if we use the excuse, well, women are being honest, and that's why this guy did that, then we are protecting abusers over and, over and over and over and over and over again. Can clothing enhance their mindset? Yes, maybe, perhaps. But is that the excuse? Is that the excuse? Is that the, is, is that the excuse? Well, if they weren't wearing this, then this wouldn't happen to them. Well, they should know what they should know is better for them. If they weren't wearing this, then men would, men, there are certain men will catcall regardless of what someone's wearing, regardless of their age or stage, will catcall if they are single, will call if they're married, will catcall if they are walking with a group of friends, catcall if they're walking alone, catcall if they're walking with their children, catcall if they're walking with their grandmother. There are some men who don't care because for them it's about power more than it is about looks. It's about reminding women who's who and what's what. And then having the gall to say, well, they need to be modest and not wear makeup and not wear earrings and not wear this and not wear that. But there's a flip side to this conversation. There's a there's a town, a city in in, in France, Grenoble, France, where they have just they 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 have just uh, voted in a, a, a rule, 29, 29 votes, 27 against, 29 votes for, 27 against, and two abstaining, that would allow Muslim women to go to beach in that city, fully in, in, in full garb, in full, in full, fully clothed in their religious garb, um, as a sign of modesty. There was a rule because in France, it's a very secular society, and they are trying to remove any sort of. Muslim iconogra- iconography is that the word I'm looking for um they're they're worried of 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 Muslim religion kind of sweeping into their into their secular society and so they're trying to remove anything that would be religious especially in the area of of Islam and, and Muslim Muslim expression you you can you can put a lot of words on that if you want to but that's yeah that's for you too and so one of the things they try to do is they try to force women and they try to use the idea of, of hygiene and things like that to be able to say like, well, women, you're not allowed to wear, um, be fully covered when you go into, into the water. One of the, in, in this article says that it was prohibited in most state room pools for hygiene, not religious reasons, where Strict swimwear rules applied to all, including men who are required to wear tight fitting trunks. Speaking of modesty, Right. And we're gonna have a whole conversation about men wearing gray sweatpants another day. Maybe we'll have it before the before the section ends. But these women that but there was a vote because women were very upset. Like I we want to go to the beach. We want to be able to go to the pool and swim on a hot day. And we shouldn't have to not be ourselves. To do that, we should be able to go and be ourselves. And we want to be covered for us. We find that to be respectful for us. We should be able to do that. And the city was like, nope. We For, for hygiene reasons, even though it's for religious and race reasons, we do not want that. And they were able to get this one. And the, the mayor of that town he says this, all we want is for women and men to be able to dress how they want. And I wonder if that's what we should be striving for and putting responsibility upon ourselves to say to a woman, listen, like, be, 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 you respect yourself, trust that, wear whatever you want. And it's up to me, the, the man, to be able to control my own brain and not say, well, the devil made me do it not put the blame on them and, you know, and say, well, like if they weren't wearing, no, that was already in my brain before I left the house. I was already in my brain before I went here or went there. That was already in there. That's not their fault. That's mine. And teaching teenagers to recognize the biology of their bodies and the biology of their brains and to help them understand that all of these things that they are feeling are normal. And to walk them through that and to allow somebody who feels like, I don't want to wear this because I feel uncomfortable. Cool. Bet. I want to wear this. You got parents. You figure that part out. Go for it. And for all of us to learn how to respect one another in our choices. But is that a slippery slope? Is that going too far? Because someone would say if we if we do it here, then down the road, it's going to lead to more problems there. This is how women got to vote, guys. We shouldn't uh, we, we, we rule the day. We, we, we. Like, so where, where does it end? I don't know. I'd love to hear from you in this discussion. Where, where does it end? And let's say this before we before we go to break. I'm talking a lot, but I just been something on my mind. Can we talk about grace with Pants for a second? Gentlemen. If we're going to talk about women not showing their midriffs, curvy stuff, if you're going to wear gray sweatpants, wear a long sleeve tee. Wear a long tee. I don't need to go into the biology of the why. But if people can see your triangle, if they can see your triangle, Maybe
1: maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe you should be modest With what you carry. Just wear a long tee to be respectful. Because other people might not be there for your personality. They might be there for your looks. And they might, for some of us, be disappointed in what they see. (laughs) (laughs) Stay break. Section of the Talking Yourself podcast host Chris Chase talk about modesty and um, you know I have some conversation on Instagram and things like that. I also happen to be a man, and so there's going to be a skewed perspective from a male perspective from a male space. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I have the coolest wife in the world who is smarter than me and who thinks at a higher higher level of consciousness than I do, I, and I can only hope to be one day as smart as she is. Take, take the compliment, my dear. Take the compliment. So for discussion on this, it's my wife, Rebecca. I don't have the sound sound effects hooked up, so can't press the button. But babe, I thought we'd talk for a couple minutes. We don't have to talk very long.
1: Okay.
0: I know, th- I know that this sort of setup makes you... There's something like you're like, I want to do this, and then you get in front of it, and you're like, I don't want to do this no more.
1: Yep, you're right.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? So I figured we'd take a couple minutes to talk about the idea of modesty, uh, from your perspective, um, we went to the same school. Uh, you were better your grades than I was, so you're 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 much smarter than I am uh, in terms of breaking these sort of ideas down. And you just see things from we see things similarly, and then sometimes we see things differently. And you're often more right than you are wrong in 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 many instances in our lives. And so I just thought for a couple of minutes we just kind of sit down and chat about this sort of stuff. I don't know how you feel about that. Mm-hmm.
1: I I. Didn't want you to do the Mossy talk alone. Oh, thanks. Only because we don't really just need another man give his opinion on
0: modesty. I mean, to be fair though, we don't have a lot of black men talking about it. So it's like there's like I'm one like one leg up in the race. Okay. However, like it's just it is still another man doing it. And so it it does come from an unfair perspective. So I, I so I can appreciate that. Yes. To, to have a to have a woman's voice in this. So,
1: so I'm here to serve. I'm here to
0: help. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So since you're here to serve, since you're here to help, um, you um, were able to see the interaction on my Instagram, even though you don't even like a lot of my posts. Can we talk about that for a couple seconds? Do you want to talk
1: about that? No, I don't.
0: Uh, No, I don't want to talk about that. Not in front of everybody. But um, also, we should, like, at some point, Liam might run downstairs and ask us or something. So that that could happen in the middle of this recording. Just so you know. I only hope... His clothes on. That's that's yeah modesty. Modesty, yes. So you you were able to see the interaction. Uh, there was what, more than a hundred comments on the on the Instagram post that I made. One hundred twenty-seven, I think. One hundred twenty-seven. I mean, one hundred twenty-seven, one hundred twenty-eight, that sort of thing. So, what were some of the things that you noticed out of the comments that stood out to you?
1: Um, I think like the number of women who were all kind of saying the same thing from their own perspective. Um, One thing that just, I think, ticked me off a little bit and why I decided like, hey, you should have me on this is again, because I saw, we'll say a few comments. um, And it's, it was almost like gaslighting to try to downplay. um, You know, it doesn't get preached about that much. We don't blame women that much in our sermons and yeah, that's, that's true. But I think if you read through all the comments of the women, there's obviously some messaging happening mm-hmm. somewhere maybe in between all those sermons where women are feeling, um, I don't know that what they wear, what they do is being policed and controlled and yeah, we should just be listening instead of trying to downplay and, and brush it off because there's something there. There's a reason why hmm. this got so many comments and why people are saying, oh, thank you for starting a conversation. Thank you for talking about this. There's obviously a reason for that. So you yeah, need to listen.
0: I was listening to, uh, listen to a podcast on, on the way home from dropping off our daughter at our cousins. And the conversation that was happening in this podcast, shouts to here with Maggie John, with Maggie John. Um, was the idea of listening and listening to someone's anger, listening to someone's hurt, as opposed to kind of giving them an answer for their hurt, an answer for the, well, the reason why you're feeling this way is because, well, it's not that bad. Simply just receiving that with humility and then being willing to course correct if you have been a cause of somebody being upset or somebody being hurt or somebody feeling wronged. To take it in and go like, oh, well, maybe I'm a part of the problem. Because we were youth pastors for around nine years. And I had to think when I'm reading these comments, I had to think about the amount of purity talks I gave over the years, um, the amount of modesty talks I would have given over the years, and how it more often than not skewed towards girls, you need to do this because the guys are going to see or do these sort of things mm-hmm. and illegitimate came out of a pure. So I'm, I'm trying to protect you space for realizing down the road, well, maybe I caused more harm than good in these sort of things.
1: I remember being the same. I felt so heartbroken for a lot of our young men because they were genuinely trying so hard mm-hmm. and that- lust was such a big deal and now to be fair, back,
0: to be fair, like less, like less fill the altars up.
1: Yeah, that's, like less fill the altars. Like, like if we're, if we're doing a stats, if we're,
0: do, if we're doing stats, like bro, like you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: and that's why it was heartbreaking. That's why I, I was part of the problem as well, thinking like, oh, we got we got to do something to help them because I mean, <laughs> look at them; they are just <laughs> broken, rushing the altars because they want so bad to overcome this. Yeah, where I mean, there's just so much. Like it's a bigger conversation of the messaging that we yeah lust is part of a, a bigger conversation as well because there's so much more we need to be talking about like controlling your own thoughts mm-hmm. and your own hearts and we just so badly wanted to put a bandage on it and say like if the girls just don't wear these things if we stop making you know this available if we we put the blocks on the phones and the computers and all that. And it will go away. There's no more issue. Because how do you give somebody the tools to stop blessing in their hearts and have pure thoughts? Yeah. Right? Like, it's it's hard to do this, especially as young youth pastors trying to make change and impact the world. What tools can we give them? Like yeah. Practical things especially
0: from a point of like like a lot of it is natural biology yeah right like it's it's like it's attraction as as you're growing up it becomes it becomes the thing and so like where does where does the line go from attraction to less and all sort of things and like not knowing we're 20 what we're 24 25 years old when we first got into the game you're just kind of like going with what was taught to you when when to us when we were that age, you kind of like just repeating the same sort of as opposed to actually helping people understand themselves, helping guys understand themselves, mm-hmm. recognizing that both men and women are visual creatures and do deal with attraction and deal with the, the internal stuff of personality and getting you know, like all of these things are all and part, we part, were, parcel.
1: We and probably most youth pastors, we are in no place to teach about human sexuality <laughs> absolutely not and we thought this three-week series would <laughs> accomplish so much
0: like at the end of this everything's gonna be cured we've gone into the lab we've done all the work it's gonna it's like but it's you know like the idea of like one thing was talked about in the earlier segment that you know might get me canceled i don't know but it's like it's like the responsibility how do we teach responsibility to each person mm-hmm. how do we teach responsibility to the teenage boy the teenage girl who are going to grow up and be adults right who are going to want to possibly date and get married and who are going to have that baggage of well if i wear this then i i come across as this, this way or if i don't knowing that again that's skewed towards women like i have to be a proverbs 31 woman. So I got to, I got to carry myself a certain way with dignity and I can't, you know, modesty says I have to do this. I have to wear this. I can't wear this. And meanwhile, no one's telling me modest is hottest when I'm wearing, um, tank top at the gym. No one's walking up to me saying modest is hottest when, you know, rocking shorts or rocking gray sweatpants. No one's saying that to me. You feel me? But like, we're saying that to like modest is hottest for like, for everything that a woman could or shouldn't wear. Like, why, like, why do you think that is? Because it seems like, for me, it seems like it does seem like there's a double standard, and it does seem like it's unfair. So I understand when women are getting in the comments, going like, "I understand why a guy can do this, mm-hmm. but I have I do not have the ability to do the same thing, rightly or wrongly."
1: I think again, it's part of a way bigger conversation where we're pulling back the lens about who is. Who is benefiting from these instructions mm. that we're giving? Who is it really for? We can say to women, you should dress modest because it's a loving thing to do. Okay, we can say we can say that about everything. And we have said that about anything. Who is benefiting from that? Wouldn't it not be more beneficial to talk in general about how to be loving mm. and how to... To treat people before it even gets down to the specifics of what you're wearing because for some reason it always comes back to what the woman is wearing always always
0: and the idea of modesty you know you read about it scripturally scripturally that's not even a word in the scriptures in the scriptures right it has more to do with humility it has mm-hmm. more to do with you know outward appearance of become looking like you're you're proud which is like, like, don't wear earrings or wear this because it's more like you're in you're in a rich society and when you wear all this sort of stuff, you look as if you're stush, you look as if you're standing up, you look as if you're better than everybody else. Instead, be more simplistic so you're able to ultimately invite more and win more people over to to the king. Nothing to do with don't do this because some guy might go, oh, whatever else. Again, recognizing that a guy could feel that way whether they're wearing nothing or everything at the same time, like the mind is a mystery. So I look, I look at this, this whole thing about like always coming down to women's clothing. Is this more of a male issue than it is a female issue? Is this more about men not having an ability to kind of recognize their own weaknesses? Because we've never taught them how from a biological, from a sociological, from a psycho- like, psychological standpoint, which we are not skilled enough to do. Like with our God bless education, like that's not what we we can go, like we're not masters in that sort of thing from an educational standpoint. But we never taught, I was never taught that. I was taught what I ended up teaching. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like when you when you see that from like do you think it's more of a guy problem than a girl problem? Like, is that why and that's why men police so much?
1: Well, again, as part of what we've been taught in the messaging that I've received, men are visual.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if that's true. I've never done a study on that. It, it was in hard. it was in
0: it was in the every man's battle book, therefore it had to be true. Got
1: it. <laughs> that's where that's my starting point that's what i've always known to be true that men or are more visual so i have all the responsibility knowing that to prevent men around me from lusting and i mean clothing is the visual thing Mm -hmm. right i was reading a um just a study book on Paul's teaching about modesty and they mentioned that in Judaism the women usually dressed the same and they were all completely covered except the married women covered their heads they had hair coverings and the single woman didn't and simply as a default because an uncovered head meant availability mm-hmm. that was like a Trigger for men, so ha- seeing hair <gasps> was like yeah. I, exactly. It was that thing that like made them go crazy because it means like ooh availability.
0: Here comes the boy. So, okay, here comes the boy while we record this podcast. But this idea of 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 availability, this idea of like like men are are visual. It also denies the fact that women are visual too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You feel me? Like like every we all like. Like some of us, you know, we don't have the ability to see, but most of us do. And so we kind of think that way. We see before we know.
1: So again, this is just a bigger conversation because you're getting the messaging constantly that men are visual, men are visual, men are visual. So when it comes to something like porn, porn is going to be um, an easy downfall Mm -hmm. for a man, right? That's understandable. When a woman is addicted to porn, it's so much more of a bigger issue, right? It's so much more stigmatized because, well, something's really wrong with her because the men are visual. It's understandable.
0: But like, you're visual. Like, God, what is going on with you? Yeah. Exactly. So again,
1: it just all falls <laughs> back on women. It doesn't make sense. And it's something... I keep saying this, but there's like, there's a bigger problem here that we need to dig at. And we're definitely not going to get it done here, but it's just a bigger conversation about our messaging and what we're teaching and what we have taught and how do we undo a lot of this harmful messaging that women have received.
0: So two things, right. Cause I, I cause I know that like, you're like as much as you're in, I I'm, I'm watching the wheels turn, right. That happening for you, but also kind of like, I'm also recognizing the clock going like, Beckham, I only have like five more minutes before she's like, I'm done. And then it pulls, throws the computer over and then she walks away. Um, one of the things that I I was noticing in the conversation was, it wasn't just, so there were there were some men who were like, get, it, get a girl, do whatever you want. And then there were some women who were talking to women going like, you should be thinking about, like, there was a lot of like, I can't speak to that, right? Where there are women who were, recognize that there's a bigger issue and then there are women who are like no i am i have no problem with a man coming up to me and telling me hey you should change your clothing because you're going to cause men to stumble and i have no problem with a brother in the lord telling me this and watching like women go at each other from a yeah you go and you you um support this patriarchal society and versus like you need to be more modest so like why do you think women disagree is it because I, I, I like, again, I, I can come up with theories, but every one of my theories will be wrong and every one of them will have us homeless because of cancellation stuff.
1: I I can't speak to that either. It's just. like people can have opinions. I, that's not an issue. Mm. Like we're supposed to have opinions. We can talk about them and share them. I think the concern for me and for us and the concern I saw in a lot of comments was um, the pastors and the leaders. It's one thing for (laughs) women to be having conversations and discussions and voicing their opinions, but it's, it's just so much more damaging when it comes from pastors and leaders, because again, everything from them, this goes back to messaging can be taken as instruction or right, or they are the expert even though it should always be stated. No, we are not the experts. We do not have any kind of degree in human sexuality whatsoever. Um, but for me, that's that's more of the issue. Conversation is good. Opinion is good. There's nothing wrong with that. It's when we're giving our, giving our opinions as instruction. Mm. Like this is what you need to do because this is what holiness looks like or this is what honoring God looks like.
0: <sighs> See, and that's, I got to, I got to add a couple things before we go It's like the idea of like you said, um, holiness and loving God. Right. And it comes down to this performative thing. That's the part I, I, I find very fascinating about this is that it's very external, right? Like it's very like, this is how you honor God. This is what holiness looks like. This is not what holiness is. This is not what holiness means to be. This is what holiness looks like. And again, it skews more towards women than it does towards men. So holiness is not me not not me wearing long sleeves or whatever else. Like holiness is you as a woman, covering and, and adorning yourself in splendor and joy and childbirth and being a mother and all those sort of things. That's holiness. Holiness is not hot girl summer. That's the opposite of that. And to and the, and the fine line between motherly blah, 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 and hot girl summer is you showing skin and it's, it's it's over you're we're off to the races like the idea of holiness being performative and maybe that's our own our own religious trauma that, <laughs> that we're working out in real time but like, this idea of like this performative holiness as opposed to this internal holiness that then would then have someone say i don't want to wear this because i choose to or i want to wear this because i know who i am in jesus regardless of what somebody else thinks. But the idea of like internal change versus if you dress this way, that means obviously you're a
1: woman of God. This, this is this is where it gets triggering because I have so many, um, what's the word? Like my thoughts tension? on that. Yeah, there's a lot of tension in my brain from really wanting, again, with our work with youth, really wanting to do my part in protecting young men and helping them because lust is a real thing that they struggle with. Um, and knowing that for my little teenage self, I was very, very conscious. I wanted to follow the rules. I wanted to be as holy as I could um, dress as holy as I could. And then you get married and <laughs>
0: why did you say that you get married <laughs>
1: well i got i got married to you that's why <laughs> i got married to you and then i'm left with all of that and how to put that into effect in my marriage because mm. then you're still getting messaging about oh pleasing your husband but i was not supposed to do anything pleasing
0: so yeah 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 it just it just like it's like a turnkey like yeah. suddenly like you're so supposed now to be like you
1: have to be sexual and you have to be pleasing to your husband and turn that on so go ahead figure that out. that was not fun for a young 20 something. we you married young. Out. We did get married young. You married? A lot of us do. And a lot of us have to flip that switch of being like absolutely non-sexual because we don't want our brothers to stumble too. Probably 31 woman. You have to have it all together. You're a trophy wife. You have to please your husband. Facts. Yeah, know what you're doing.
0: And that's and that's that's a scary part because for men, it's don't do anything, don't do anything, don't do anything, don't do anything, don't, and it's, it's pent up. It's ah, uh, and then it's like this expectation. Well, she needs to do this. She, and you're like, well, hey,
1: you have all of that. <laughs> men <laughs> and women all coming together matrimony
0: literally overnight <laughs> 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 and then breaking down the the and we i mean that maybe that's another podcast for another day like breaking down like because you can't time when that trauma gets fixed and when the trauma trauma gets talked about you can't like it's not like I'm the same thing going like something's wrong it's more like something's wrong with you <laughs> you know what I mean and mainly more on this side of the coin than anything else right but like that that conversation but like it all comes from being 16 17 years old and not wanting from an external perspective to displease God or displease a leader or lose a space in leadership or all these sort of things. So you want to look a certain way and be a certain way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then suddenly the the, the the switch gets flipped legitimately overnight yeah. and you're expected to be something else. And you don't get a chance to, there's nothing like, there's no getting into a group. It takes a long time to kind of go like, this is who this is who we are. This is who we are on vacation. This is who we are here. <laughs> this is all of these sort of all these sort of things, because like does modesty change when you get married? Does modesty change when you're dating? All these sort of do things. You remember my one piece
1: bathing
0: suit on our I do room. remember what I love me, <laughs> me tell you. I remember that one piece bathing suit. I lost, I lost on. my
1: luggage, and I had nothing. And we, we were in the Sorry, Dominican. Was, uh, yeah, and I had I tried. To find a one-piece bathing suit in the Dominican, it was a struggle.
0: You found it. I,
1: you could say it was one piece because it was held together by a little thing.
0: Yeah, it was to held together. To make it
1: one piece. That's and cool. it was just, again, flip-switched overnight. This is not modesty at all, and I just had to, Grit, to live with it. Gr- I'm still it. scarred by that. You, you were
0: grinning. I'm, I'm 17 <laughs> years later, almost, and I'm grinning right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But we can talk about all those things. We can talk about the smoking hot wife comments. We can talk about the the leader getting up and saying, like, don't think lustful thoughts. We can think all, like, about their own spouses and telling young men, like, hey, listen, like, don't lust, but you're going to find a wife like this. And this is what you need be looking for. And there's this trophy wife. Perspective, and you're seeing there's a young guy going like, so do I or do I what? What is the right mode here? Do I lust for? But he's he smoking hot. I thought lust went away when you remember what and and you know l- l- like lust is you know like the perversion of attraction when lust when like attraction takes over your brain and it's not just lust for a person. You can you can lust after money. You can lust after power. Like you know, it's, but we. In our world, we equate lust only with people with sexuality and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Which why we 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 co-opted modesty from a humility perspective mm-hmm. of how we carry ourselves. To modesty is connected to sexuality, connected to clothing, connected to the outward appearance from a sexual perspective. And it didn't matter the trauma that that women would have faced or, or um, would have faced or the. Not just the trauma, but like the I am for T and I'm going to police that on women as well, alongside men mm-hmm. and bring some and bring some danger with that.
1: Yeah. And it all again, we didn't do a good job of between the teenage years to the young adult years to the marriage years. It's also different because there's there's single people who are mm-hmm. well into adulthood who just normally dress differently than young people so it all gets focused on on young people and what they're doing and what they're wearing which is often unfairly this is going to be more of a conversation that we're going to have
0: to come back to well i think if this is a part one of this conversation i'm glad i had it with you because i am well because for starters you know we got a good thing, and we 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 out here in these streets. You know what I mean? Like not not in the streets, like in the streets, like from a dangerous perspective. But you know, we 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 get along really well, and we talk really well. Um, but um, along with that, um, you know, we have we have a, a daughter who is kind of growing up in this space. We have and um, our own trauma that we're kind of wa- working through. So maybe there's more conversation for us to have on on the subject. Maybe there is. Maybe there is. Maybe there is. Well, that's it. I got nothing else to say. We out. In case. Thanks once again for listening to the Talking to Yourself podcast big thanks to my special guest very special guest rebecca chase for hanging out with me on the podcast we hang out together all the time in our lives as a married couple but so great to be able to hang out with with rebecca and do this podcast with her here's hoping that she's willing to do that again sooner rather than later big shout outs to the walterkins the producers extraordinaire kenya who handles all of the video and all the booking stuff and then ian who handles all of the audio stuff thank you so much this show would not be able to run without them if you're a fan of the Show, please leave kind reviews, five-star reviews, the highest reviews on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get this podcast. Please share this podcast with wherever you go and whoever you know. And let's do this again another time, perhaps more than
1: likely next week.